This is Carl Malamud for the Internet Multicasting Service. On Harper Audio, we present the poetry and letters of Emily Dickinson in a 1961 recording by actress Julie Harris. Dickinson wrote nearly 2,000 poems, of which only two were published in her lifetime. Before I got my eye put out, I liked as well to see as other creatures that have eyes and know no other way. But were it told to me today that I might have the sky for mine, I tell you that my heart would split for size of me. The meadows mine, the mountains mine, all forests, scintless stars, as much of noon as I could take between my finite eyes, the motions of the dipping birds, the morning's amber road, for mine to look at when I liked. The news would strike me dead, so safer guess with just my soul upon the window pane where other creatures put their eyes incautious of the sun. To make a prairie, it takes a clover and one bee. One clover and a bee and reverie. The reverie alone will do if bees are few. A narrow fellow in the grass occasionally rides. You may have met him, did you not? His notice sudden is. The grass divides as with a comb. A spotted shaft is seen, and then it closes at your feet and opens further on. He likes a boggy acre, a floor too cool for corn. Yet when a child and barefoot I more than once at morn have passed, I thought, a whiplash unbraiding in the sun. When stooping to secure it, it wrinkled and was gone. Several of nature's people I know, and they know me. I feel for them a transport of cordiality. But never met this fellow, attended or alone without a tighter breathing and zero at the bone. Dear did, atmospherically, it was the most beautiful Christmas on record. The hens came to the door with Santa Claus and the pussies washed themselves in the open air without chilling their tongues. And Santa Claus himself Sweet old gentleman, was even gallanter than usual. Visitors from the chimney were a new dismay, but all of them brought their hands so full and behaved so sweetly. Only a churl could have turned them away. And then the ones at the barn were so happy. Maggie gave her hens a check for potatoes, and each of the cats a gilt-edged bone, and the horses had both new blankets from Boston. Do you remember dark-eyed Mr. Dickinson, who used to shake your hand when it was so little it hardly had a stem? He, too, had a beautiful gift of roses from a friend away. It was a lovely Christmas. 
Please give my love to your father and mother and the lantern brother and the lad unknown. But what made you remember me? Tell me with a kiss. Or is it a secret? A bird came down the walk. He did not know I saw. He bit an angleworm in halves and ate the fellow raw. And then he drank a dew from a convenient grass and then hopped sidewise to the wall to let a beetle pass. He glanced with rapid eyes that hurried all abroad. They looked like frightened beads, I thought. He stirred his velvet head like one in danger. Cautious, I offered him a crumb. And he unrolled his feathers and rode him softer home than oars divide the ocean too silver for a seam or butterflies off banks of noon, leap plashless as they swim. What soft, cherubic creatures these gentle women are. One would as soon assault a plush or violate a star. Such dimity convictions, a horror so refined of freckled human nature, of deity ashamed. It's such a common glory, a fisherman's degree. Redemption, brittle lady, be so ashamed of thee. I taste a liquor never brewed from tankard scooped in pearl. Not all the vats upon the Rhine yield such an alcohol. Inebriate of air am I, and debauchee of dew, reeling through endless summer days from inns of molten blue, when landlords turn the drunken bee out of the foxglove's door, when butterflies renounce their drams, I shall but drink the more, till seraphs swing their snowy hats and saints to windows run, to see the little tippler leaning against the sun. Besides the autumn poets sing a few prosaic days, a little this side of the snow and that side of the haze, a few incisive mornings, a few ascetic eves, gone Mr. Bryant's goldenrod and Mr. Thompson's sheaves, Still is the bustle in the brook. Sealed are the spicy valves. Mesmeric fingers softly touch the eyes of many elves. Perhaps a squirrel may remain my sentiments to share. Grant me, O Lord, a sunny mind, thy windy will to bear. The heart asks pleasure first, and then excuse from pain, and then those little anodynes that deaden suffering, and then to go to sleep, and then, if it should be the will of its inquisitor, the privilege to die.
the sky is low, the clouds are mean. A traveling flake of snow across a barn or through a rut debates if it will go. A narrow wind complains all day how someone treated him. Nature, like us, is sometimes caught without her diadem. There's a certain slant of light on winter afternoons that oppresses like the weight of cathedral tunes. Heavenly hurt it gives us. We can find no scar but internal difference where the meanings are. None may teach it anything. Tis the seal, despair, an imperial affliction sent us of the air. When it comes, the landscape listens. Shadows hold their breath. When it goes, tis like the distance on the look of death. This has been Harper Audio. Harper Collins is the copyright owner of this recording and has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright laws to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of Harper Collins Publishers, Inc., to order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio is provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly & Associates. Network connectivity for the Internet Multicasting Service is provided by UUNet Technologies and MFS Datanet.